Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slam Fire Radio, episode 479, recording live on Thursday, October 27th. I'm one of your hosts, Mo. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly. I'm another one, Adriel. And I'm Kyle. Sweet. Hello, everyone. Hello. 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 We'll get into uh, what we did with guns this week. Uh, we will start with Kyle. Okay, well, short and sweet this week because uh, really not much, but I did get into uh, Superstition Mountain. That's the match down in Arizona in Yay! March. So there's looks like looking like there's like seven Canadians going, and five of which are from the uh, Edmonton Grand Prairie area. So we're going to be going down and making plans, getting accommodations and travel plans all set up and starting to prep for that. So it'll be a really good time, I think, this year. Well, it's always a good time, but this will be... Carpooling and airbnb being together and all that kind of stuff? Well, one of the guys actually has a condo down there. So I think we're just going to fill the condo up. And a few of them are going to fly because he's going to have a set of wheels down there. I'm probably still going to drive and hopefully somebody will jump in and carpool with me and haul a bunch of ammo and stuff down so then we have two sets of wheels down there for you know half dozen guys nice yeah so it'll be be cool we'll step up from last year (laughs) what was last year Uh, last year was just me and a buddy carpooled down yeah 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 so the bigger group and everyone seeing at the same place that's it'll be good it'll be really good cut down costs and uh should make for some fun evenings you will have a blast i was super excited to see that you got in that's awesome yeah that's great now so far i've been pretty fortunate with getting in because it's a lottery so yeah but that's a, it for me quite literally like that's it that's all i did uh <laughs> Yeah, that's that's it. I've I've been doing a bunch of quotes and stuff for work because I recently broke it on my own. So I've been oh, actually oh, I saw that. starting to get so, starting hey. to get a little busier hey. with that. So hi hey, hey. So hey. we do have some people, listeners. Why don't you actually give yourself a shout out because you're a hard worker? Why don't you tell everybody yeah. your business name? Why don't you, you shill a bit? Yeah, get in there. So recently, yeah, recently I decided I'm an electrician by trade. And I recently broke out and basically I'm on my own, started my own company and doing my own work. Company is called Caliber Tech Inc. Based out of Grand Prairie, but you know, great job. I'll go travel wherever, really. <laughs> Will you come to Quebec? What <laughs> uh, Ontario? I got work to do. Yeah. No? Yes? Oh, yeah. 
job's big enough to cover costs in that. Yeah. You're supposed <laughs> to give your, uh, your per diem rate and your <laughs> yeah. per kilometer well, rate. That'll, that'll I want uh, business class travel if it's going to nice, Ontario yeah. or Quebec. and <laughs> A translator. Yeah, yeah translator. <laughs> Even if it's Ontario. Um, <laughs> if it's Ontario. Okay. Yeah, he would actually but, need a translator here too. Or I need someone to, to uh, I need a, a pack of darts. Uh, can you, I don't know how to speak and say that Ontarian. Going out for a rip. <laughs> Going for a rip there, bud. Fred, yeah. <laughs> All right. But yeah, so yeah, just doing electrical work, uh, not really limiting in it. So yeah. Cool. Nice. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's done the shell. So Kelly, what did you do? Uh, so last weekend I went to Stittsville and I was there for a double header. We had two maple seeds happening and it was sold out both days and it was nice and sunny both days and it was 20 degrees. So it was perfect weather for shooting. We had Beautiful. a full line yeah. every day and we also had uh, six, six uh, one day and five rifle in the next and we had kids on the line and we had our brand new loaner rifles they got all kitted out and sighted in and we added all kinds of accessories to them so they're good to go so canadagunstore.ca who furnished our firearms and our optics uh, I wanted to give them a shout out because fantastic uh, we even broke them in too we uh, had a couple of uh, loaners out we had one youth shooter on the line that was using one of our uh, new uh, loaner rifles it was a 10-22 and with an optic um, but yeah and we also had uh, Mario one of our directors come and he uh, showed up and he actually did some Kydex uh, cheek risers for the loaner rifles so he took out his little Dremel because he did have a Dremel for the um, Autobot release, even though we had Autobot releases purchased. Um, I spent a lot of money at Delask over the last little bit. And also uh, at Sisville Range as well. We had to get some rings there. I just wanted to give uh, Matt and everybody at Sisville Range a huge shout out. Because the other thing that they do is they set up all the backers for us. And they let us onto the range. We can go. We can do whatever the heck we want. No, we can't do whatever the heck we want. But we can actually just go run our events, stop into the store, pay the range fees, and or Bob's your uncle. It's one of the easiest ranges to work with. So they are amazing people. So if you're looking for guns, um, going shooting, and you would just want to go and shoot, you can actually go to the Sitzville uh, range. And yeah, it's it's a really, really nice club as well. So, um, what? Sorry? I said it is. I've been there a few times. Yeah, it's an amazing club. So, we are. So, yeah, I said, as I said, we did a double header. The other thing I did also as well is I want to give everybody a, a reminder go in, renew your EPSIC membership because it's that time of the year again. But not only that, with mm -hmm. C21 and all the stuff that's going on with that and the hearings and EPSIC, whether they're going to consider it or not consider it, go get your membership, go shoot a match as well. So, I just did that tonight. So, I'm renewed with that um the other thing that i did, did I do anything else i don't think i did anything else oh 
one of the things I did want to talk about is the CCFR Gunny Girl calendar. We dropped the calendar cover yesterday, so the teasers are going out. I did uh, so I shared that in several groups. I should probably put it on our social media pages as well. But I also tonight we talked about who our endorser is, and this year it's Amberlyn. Amberlyn has been on several podcasts, but she's also the owner of Cantac Firearms, and she also does president of the West Kootenai uh, Gun Club. She also does the West Kootenai Ladies Group as well. So she is somebody who's heavily involved in firearms industry, as well as t- she does the Pal R Pal courses there, and she does all kinds of things. And she's also one of my friends. So she is the endorser this year. So I cool. just dropped that right before the show. Not drop it, but I told everybody about it. She's the endorser this year. So drop it like it's hot. I dropped it like it was really hot. So was yeah, it? I um, funny enough, I don't have a shoot this weekend. I have a shoot that's happening in Penetanguishing on the 5th and 6th of November. But that's it. And that's going to be it for the year. So super excited about that. So, so you have not nothing shooting related this weekend? No, I'm doing a dog rescue, but you know what's going to happen? I'll probably go hunting on Sunday because that's, oh, okay. that's that'll that's what'll happen. Got more ducks to or geese. So get your ducks in a row. See if any of the uh, dogs will play fetch with the ducks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. That's well, you, typically I get Kyle to go fetch the ducks. <laughs> <laughs> You got you a constant dogs. stream of like adopted dogs. dogs. We have Kyle. Let's take some <laughs> of the dogs out and fetch your ducks for you. It's like automatic. It's like you got a Roomba for ducks, but it's like a little animal that. Okay, so seriously, uh, the dog that I so I only have one dog now, um, and he's a Boston Terrier. Not a great uh, water dog at all. No, no, not a good one. But he's cute and he farts, so he's entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> That's important. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's important. So that's it. That's me. What about you, um, Adriel? I think about my name for a second there. <laughs> yeah, I was going, <laughs> well, do I go to Adriel or do I go to Mo? Adriel, okay. Mo. Adriel. We do look similar. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did a range visit. Did a range visit with some work people. Uh, shot some handguns. Shot some. What, was, what else did we shoot? The black powder. I wanted to see like standing close shot. How is it with like max powder? It's fine. It's accurate enough. It's going to shoot me a deer, I think. Uh, and then shot. He had actually um, uh, watched a bunch of my videos and uh, wanted and bought a few handguns and wanted to try them out. So this was our chance to kind of get out to the range. And he had three handguns that uh, he'd never shot before and got to shoot cool. them all. So. Yeah, like I sold the membership right there, <laughs> membership to that range. Uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Um, and then I went, uh, I went to my parents' place to did a little. Well, I was helping them with like a, a whole bunch of like little chores and that kind of thing. But uh, also went grouse hunting with my youngest, and we got some grouse. We got some grouse. All right, you got a lot of grouse, and then you wrap them in bacon because bacon makes everything better. Mm-hmm. Wrapped them up in bacon and that kind of thing. Yep. Oh yeah, so you actually took the uh, the feathers off them first, and then you wrapped them in bacon. That's generally the the way you want it. It's well, I had otherwise. to stipulate because sometimes floss the, <laughs> with the feathers and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you floss while you eat. So yeah, saves a step. Yeah, yeah when you poop, <laughs> floss your butt too. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, we were using <laughs> the feathers. The feathers, you know, cleans everything on its way up. Um, 
we're hunting using the, uh, I had this uh, Charles Daly uh, 20 gauge, uh, this folding guy here. And I, so when I put my video out, uh, someone that uh, comments on Reddit a lot, he commented saying, are you getting light strikes yet? I'm like, oh, nope. But uh, <laughs> now that you said that, I trust You're this guy. Light strikes and, and right I'm now. like, um, yes, but I, I already figured out what it was. So he had said, he sent his gun back to, uh, I think it was like North Silver or something like that. But I figured it out. Uh, so my, my hammer on this thing is fine. It's striking really good. The problem is that this is connected with this. Can you see that little firing pin moving? Oh, as wow. I just move this. Ah. So if it's not locked in 100%, it's going to lose energy on that takedown lever. So if it's up here and it's a little bit loose, like this one is, if it's like back like that, it, it will light strike it every time. So I think there's a simple fix. See that spring in there? Yep. I think it needs a stronger spring in there. Because some of the other go. shotguns I have, they have a much stronger spring. This 20 gauge is very light on this one. I think it just needs a stronger spring. Or it needs to be, I might try lengthening it. I might try just <laughs> stretching it out and seeing if that'll work. Uh, and or uh, the surfaces on this need to be tighter. Like the locking needs to be tighter. So it doesn't want to bounce and uh, and come out of there because it shouldn't it, like it should lock up tight and not want to come out it should want to stay forward on there hmm. so by the by if you have a charles daly and or daly or whatever and it's uh light striking on you that may be the the thing to do i'm going to take it out to the range Ooh, not this weekend geez we're heading into hunting season i might not take it out to the range for a while uh, but um, if you take your Charles Daly out to the range and you have been having light strike issues, try making sure that this lever is all the way forward and then try it and see if it does it. Is that lever or lever? Lever. Lever? Lever, uh, lever? On that, I'd say it's a lever. I think it's a le- leve. Leve, right? <laughs> you don't pronounce the R. <laughs> uh, and then I got some... Uh, I got some stuff in the mail here. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Primarily this here. Uh, oh, I got to open up the other way. Uh, this is an SBI upper. And uh, it's for the 180 series of rifles. And because uh, I, I got two lowers. So I was like, hey, how about one of them uppers? So I got this upper that I'm going to be uh, maybe trying to do something with tonight. Looks nice. Can you, can you see? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's what it looks like to me. Maybe it's a little bit hard to see. It looks like, a, oh, there we go. That's perfect lighting right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> For the listeners, I'm uh, trying to mimic the smile on the bottom of the receiver. It's <laughs> nice. good. Uh, this weekend, I, th- I think I have to go to my brother's. Oh my brother's place and i think hunting season for black powder started i'm gonna be packing up some black powder stuff uh and going over to my brother's place Ooh. i think that's what i have to do yes yes you just have to do it so i think that yeah that's correct go do yes, it yes. take his nephew or my nephew not his 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 son my <laughs> nephew uh take him out hunting and uh sit in a blind and eat some fruit snacks and try to be quiet and uh if a deer comes snacks. by um, you know, put a cap on there and let some smoke fly. But uh, that's about it for me. What about you, Mo? Uh, fruit is not a snack, by the way. 
just fruit snack is a brand though this is something no, i'm too albertan yeah. to understand <laughs> well, i just don't think fruit should be a snack <laughs> anyways uh I went to a match at the Grenville Club, an Ipswich match at the Grenville Club in Prescott, Ontario. Uh, as Kelly mentioned, it was a really nice day on Saturday. The only uh, negative was those uh, ladybugs that are not ladybugs. Those are the Japanese beetles. They're horrible. Yes, they yes. are. They're just everywhere, and they're, they're everywhere, and they're yeah. pinching. And oh, anyways, but <laughs> I had one down my I had one down my pants this weekend and it wouldn't come out. <laughs> it wow. actually did go down there and. They were everywhere, including down my pants. Okay, well, none went down my pants. They were just like, biting at my arms and stuff. But <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was nine stages. Uh, there were five classifiers, uh, which I did pretty well. Usually, I, I don't like doing them, but uh, I did pretty well at them. Um, overall, I know what I need to work on. I, I get too many misses. I'm, I'm averaging, I'm embarrassed to say, but I average like uh, about a mic, a miss, a, a stage. And, uh, and I'm figure, yeah, they heard. And then because it, it really affects as I'm comparing to other people, my time is getting better. I'm moving better. I'm engaging the targets better, but the, but the mics are the problem. And what I actually happen to listen to, and I've been doing a lot of research on it, uh, and I happened to listen to the um, the Practical Shooting Training Group podcast that we had been on last week, and something they talked about was a um, dry fire grip. So the idea is that if you do a lot of, I guess if you do a lot of dry fire, but not a lot of live fire shooting, except for, uh, you know, in a match setting, uh, you may be thinking you're gripping your gun your pistol strong enough, but you're not right. It's a, it's in dry fire that it's strong, but then in actual live recoil, the, you know, obviously you're, the recoil is pushing your hands around and you're, and you're losing. And that's, that's probably because it's a lot of misses on the, it's a lot of misses on the second shot. So it's something mm -hmm. I definitely gotta, I gotta work on. Um, I gotta definitely do more, more live fire practice. That's something I, 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 I really just shoot in matches and I don't do a lot of fire, live fire stuff. So there's good drills to kind of, to work on that. And then even in dry fire practice, I'm putting more effort into mm -hmm. my support hand to be stronger on the gun than, you know, than it is, it was before. Um, so with that, I ordered, uh, I was looking for nine mil ammo and, uh, Unfortunately, the best deal was from Tenda for the CCI Blazer. There was like uh, two thousand rounds for 8.30. So right now, that's like kind of the best. And they had this. They had the Scorpio too for about thirty dollars less. But I don't really know too much about it. And I guess I haven't heard great stuff about it's it. It's too so soft. It's too soft shooting. I don't think it would make power factor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so I ordered that, uh, and it actually worked out because it was like free shipping and everything too. So it, it turns out to be a good deal. Or else I was going to just pick it up the next time I went by there. Um, what else did I do? Then I, like I said, I did some more dry fire, and I was really concentrating on the on the grip and stuff. So it could stuff you up. I gotta, I gotta. I know I won't completely eliminate misses, but I gotta reduce them. So that's definitely my goal. Nobody uh, likes mics. No, nope. no, no. 
I have a friend I named Mike. He's a great a guy, but like yeah. I don't, I don't want them in there's matches. There's Mike listening tonight, so I like yeah. Mike. Yeah, there, there's so. a Mike listening tonight. I like him. <laughs> yeah. No. Mike as a person is good. Yeah. Yeah. Mike but, is missing. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, but when you Ooh, don't make a hole on the target, it's it's not good. It's yeah. not good. <laughs> Got to get your money's worth out of out of the uh, entry fees by putting as many holes in the targets as you can. Yeah, yeah. when I when I see the RO walking towards the target and he's making that effort to look for that second shot, like you could see him, like he's really looking for it. I'm like, uh. <laughs> when he does, it's when he does this. You'll yeah, see yeah, him he do. does like he's doing the good the good thorough check, and I'm like, yeah, there's not a second hole there, is there? Yep. <laughs> so damn it. Yeah. That was that was that's really. Oh, that ju- it was just hole in hole. It was went through the same hole. Yeah, that I'm really <laughs> I'm the most accurate shooter in the history of it. <laughs> so yeah, I got a lot of perfect second shots. Um, yeah, that's it for me. Uh, we will get into upcoming events, but apparently it's too cold now, so we have no more upcoming events. Uh, are there any late? It's There's still cool. events that are happening. We just um, haven't published any. So, okay. but yeah, that's if cool. you have anything that's happening um, over the, yeah, well, okay, it's winter coming, but there's still events that are happening. Let us know about them. Uh, Mike mentions um, that Tenda has a lot of um, dry fire trainers. So, yeah, I'll have to cool. check that out. I read um, a bunch of those into new gun stuff. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Still playing with us. Uh, okay. If you want, if you're interested in setting up a Ladies' Day, Kelly, also known as the CCFR Women's Division, is looking to support sponsor Ladies' Days events at your range. This is a range-driven initiative, but if you'd like sponsorship and support, Contact Kelly at slamfireradio at gmail.com or info at firemsrights.ca. Yep. Okay. Yep. It really is too probably too cold or it's going to be too cold to have a ladies' day. So for next year, plan plan now. Start planning now. Plan early. Plan now. If you want a range guide as well on how to implement a ladies' day, let me know. You got to kick out hot you, water bottles. You do it? Just bring like 50 hot water bottles out there. That's that's all the ladies need, right? To keep warm. No, we like no. warm porta potties. We don't like sitting on icicles. Forgot about the porta potty. <laughs> Heated porta potty <laughs> would be required. Mm-hmm. Would would you do yeah. an indoor range? Oh yeah, like okay. uh, lady guns are getting their um, lady night, lady days, ladies nights uh, set up again. But those are all indoors. So yeah, okay. we'd absolutely one hundred percent. We sponsor indoor ladies uh, nights as well or days. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, we will get into the news. What's the first story we have here? Yeah, this was um, fairly recent here. Edmonton Police Chief Dale McPhee says he has serious concerns with the Liberal uh, Bill C-21. It's kind of funny because Edmonton is like left, pretty pretty far left. Yeah, Redmonton. Redmonton, um, but, yeah. We've heard but, uh <laughs> Yeah, our police chief is like, this this isn't gonna work. <laughs> That's the, the gist of the video. He's like, ah, this is not gonna like stop people from doing what they're doing right now at all. And uh have we heard a single police chief come out say that it's gonna help? I no. haven't heard one. No. Bill Blair's an ex police chief. So Bill Blair of, is no, he's an, not he's an ex police chief, he's, he's a politician. That is okay. he sold 
out. Okay, I can say that now because he's no longer my boss. <laughs> he's a current buffoon. That's what he is. Okay, I'm going to <laughs> stop because I might get in trouble. Still. Who likes refreshments <laughs> of the strong variety? So do I. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, anyways, um, yeah, uh, fairly obvious, but uh, he just said, you know, that's this isn't the this isn't addressing the root cause. This isn't addressing no. even like us uh, like something that's going to help. It's, uh, it's 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 going to do. It's an NA. Yeah. So did you see the? I posted it on my own Facebook page yesterday, but it was um, Kukier. I know. Uh, she was Cookie. so C twenty one is um, currently being debated, and they're doing uh, they're having. Uh, a lot of people actually come before the Senate and uh, talk about it. So she was talking about IPSC shooters, how uh, the only way that uh, only people should have guns are the Olympic uh, level shooters and they should uh, pass a test or verification that they are eligible for it. And so they have to go through it and they're at that level. So my thoughts are, how do we get to that level? And yeah, basically, so i well, like it was a proficiency test that sounds like a whole lot like a black badge course exactly so the so there was um so there was some of the ipsa community that were testifying and they were saying hey you know what we're we're safe we have to go through the black black badge course we have to go and do all these stringent things to get in and prove that we're safe and um yeah so hopefully Hopefully they'll say, you know what, IPSA community. I'm not saying just the IPSA community. I think all gun yeah. owners, legal gun owners should be exempt. But this I don't is think it's going to happen. Well. I don't think, I don't think it is either. When, when the um, in the 90s, when the mag ban thing, where like where mags were limited to 10 rounds, IPSA was supposed to get a an exemption, exemption there, and yeah. uh, they, they're going to get it. They're going to get it. They didn't get it. Like if if we're using history as our barometer, it's not going to happen. Oh, I know that. But at least we're we're saying something about it. And again, I went and renewed my membership tonight just because. If yeah, I I know I know it's pipe dreams, but hey, do what we can. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Do what we can, yeah. Okay, um, the we already think we mentioned the. Uh, CCFR legal challenge, uh, the court date is set for April 11th to 20th. Uh, mm -hmm. Definitely a great time to uh, support them. Uh, and you can do that through finance, as by sending an EMT at finance at firearmsrights.ca. Yup. Let's do it. And then um, Kyle's going to mention a uh, other promotion. Yeah. Uh, speaking of supporting the CCFR, uh, the Canadian Firearms Enthusiast Discord server, they're doing a giveaway um, based on donations to the CCFR or the CSAAA. Okay. And their little spiel is in light of the recent handgun transfer freeze for the next month, the Canadian Firearms Enthusiast Discord server will be raising funds for the CCFR CSAAA. All you have to do is donate to the CCFR or the CSAAA and send at Scrads a screenshot or picture of your receipt. Crop out your uh, personal info. Thank you. And they're going to be fundraising from October 22nd to November 22nd. And at the end date, uh, Scrads is going to do a random draw 
from everyone who donated and there's a bunch of prizes, I guess. Uh, there's a Vortex Crossfire 2 red dot used, but uh, been donated. $100 in Cabela's gift cards. Awesome. Uh, and a gun goodie bag, which is cleaning kit, stickers, chamber flags, M-Lock accessories. Awesome. Uh, we will be dropping a link. In fact, I just put it in the comments there to the server. So, yeah, if you're not already in there, you can go in there, scan a screenshot, and have a chance to win some. I haven't been on there in a while. I should go on. Cool. Yeah. It's hey, really good. He's uh, watching good. tonight, too. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Awesomeness. And we will get into new gun stuff. Yeah. So let me just pull up a screen here. So the first thing just to mention is those uh, those dry fire simulate. Now, this is what they look like. <laughs> it's a kit that you put in your gun and it makes it. I think it cycles. This, it cycles the yep. slide. I and, believe it does, yeah, yeah. I create. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting. Very interesting. I think that would be cool. It would, this would be fun to like mess around with in your basement. Like if you had some friends over, if like you wanted to show your kids how to shoot a gun or something like that before going out to the range, this would be the coolest thing to pull out. Yeah. And like practice in the basement. Yeah. Uh, there's that thing. This next, actually, there's a couple of different gun shops that have these, but uh, this is the shooting center. They have the Kiapa gun gauge adapter, 12 gauge. I think I saw Marstar has one of these and Frontier Firearms. Uh, these are inserts for your 12 gauge. They're just selling the full kit. I would like to just buy one of these things, but they're selling a full kit of like eight of these things. So <laughs> your 12 gauge will now be able to shoot 380 ACP, 9 millimeter, 357 mag or 38 special, 40 Smith & Wesson, 44 magnum, 45 ACP, 410, 45 Colt, 20 gauge. They're all rifled except for the 20 gauge one. Cool. I don't know the oh, long one. How long are they? They look, oh, they look pretty short. They look like yeah. Six, I'm gonna guess six inches, maybe eight. The save, they, not much point rifling, but hey, cool. Well, like for a pistol cartridge, yeah, like pistol, a nine maybe, millimeter, yeah. Yeah. twelve gauge, it would be quiet. Because all the powders like going out this stupid oh, yeah. long tube, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Matt well, had some of these. They were kind of interesting. Cool. I wouldn't have one. I'd want to have one. Maybe a nine millimeter. Or maybe but why limit now. if you have the full set? Oh, ah, you know what? Let's try this out. It's seven hundred bucks for the full set, though. <laughs> like if I had a hundred bucks to put one in, and be like, "Hey, watch what I can do with my shotgun." And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> weird in there, right? I don't think I'd use them all. 380 ACP, never going to use that ever. Yeah. You wouldn't even feel that with a shotgun. <laughs> oh, no. It would just be, it'd be like shooting a 22 out of it. A 22 insert would be cool. That would be wild. Yeah. Anyways, uh, there's that. Uh, where are we? Uh, Marstar just got a shipment of primary arms scopes in. Uh, if you want to know if any of these are worth a damn, go check out uh, Joe's uh, video reviews. Buster Arms is having a sale on Christensen Arms. So if you're looking for a fancy schmancy carbon fiber barrel, really nice rifle, uh, they have some of those. And Nordic Marksman has the Aimpoint Arco C2s. These are uh, closed emitter red dot that you can beat up and I don't know, one-handed reload, I guess, is, uh, is a real feature that they're pushing for there. 
Um, really, it's just a, hmm. a really reliable. Then the advantage, of like a, an open emitter design that's not closed on the back, you get a little bit of like rain or something in there, and all of a sudden it gets on the dot and it screws up the what you're seeing. These never have that problem because it's sealed on the back, so you're gonna get, never get snow or lint or anything like that in there to uh, to occlude your view. <laughs> and that's uh, everything I got. All right, and for our main topic, we have Joe with Cyclops Reviews. Welcome to the show, Joe. Uh, thanks for Hello, having me on, Joe. man. So maybe um, just to uh, just to start off, um, how'd you get started with YouTubing and uh, and with the channel? What what what's your channel all about? Uh, it's mainly about uh, now. It's mainly about rifle scopes. I started with uh, air guns. I was mm-hmm. rebuilding these old vintage air guns that are real popular in Europe and Australia that have the the twelve pound restrictions. So I would build these guns and post on the forums and show them. My dad was an amateur gunsmith and so am I. And these guys would, you know, they would email me and ask me stuff. And what would be a five minute conversation would take five days with answers and stuff. And I just got overwhelmed, but, and a buddy of mine told me, man, start a YouTube channel. I'm like, screw that. I'm not the least bit interested in that shit, you know? And uh, he said, no, if you make the videos, then they'll put, leave you alone. Well, I'm all about being left the hell alone. So <laughs> that's what I did. I made videos about how to do them. And then uh, I didn't make any videos for about six months. And then uh, I uh, had prostate cancer. I no longer have cancer, but I was off work for a long time. Didn't have anything to do. So I was sitting around, started thinking about making the videos and how the guys did it. And I was watching a bunch of scope videos because I'm a scopeaholic, I guess you'd say. And uh <laughs> I started watching these guys' videos, and I thought, piss on it, man. I can do better shit than that. So <laughs> I decided to try. I had a bunch of uh, had a bunch of guns in the closet, and I was selling them kind of as I went. And it wasn't like a fire sale, but it kind of supplemented my income while I was off. And I had all these scopes because you can't give scopes away unless it's deer season, you know. So uh, mm-hmm. I just started doing that, man. And uh, the longer I was off, the more it gave me something to do. And I just really got into it. I mean, I don't, I don't use drugs. I don't use tobacco. I've quit drinking, so I'm the most boring son of a bitch in the world. But you I was going to say it's something to keep me. Yeah, occupied it's a little boring. With. Yeah. Settle <laughs> 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 down, Kelly. Joe is no longer fun, Joe. People see me on YouTube and they're like, "Man, it looks like that guy's having a ball." And it's like, "Yeah, I am." But at the end of the day, it's like, "What'd you do today?" Uh. Let me see. I watched Seinfeld. You know, <laughs> I, I'm retired. I've been retired. I, I retired when I was 55. So I just make YouTube videos and travel around with my dog and spend time with my wife. Awesome. Nice. That's uh that's a, sounds like a dream retirement. I like I like yeah. that idea. Oh, <laughs> and actually <laughs> yeah, the the scope reviews is how I found your channel. I think I was looking for um like different mid-tier scopes. I was looking for like reviews on uh athlon and some of the vortex mm-hmm. stuff and uh how many people had good comparisons out there you've got some like really amazing like science scientific based uh scope reviews uh, uh, tell you that what though um when you test a scope these days kind of what are, what, are, what are table stakes for you and what versus what are the nice to haves um the main thing for me the glass is great if you're hunting you know, for mm-hmm. a hunting scope, for me, it's the optics above everything, you know, and it doesn't have to 
be mechanically perfect. If it'll hold zero and the glass is great and it's dependable, that's all I need from a hunting scope. Um, for the other uh, precision shooting or bench race shooting or just planking with the guys, uh, something that tracks well, something that's repeatable, and something that holds zero and doesn't have a lot of slop in it. Uh, every scope I own, I personally own, is like that. They all have that in common. Mm -hmm. You can put them, they're on the gun. You pick the gun up, go out and shoot it. It was zero last week. It'll be zero next week. And the week after uh, a scope that I'm having to dick with all the time, that pisses me off. So I, I don't like that. You know, and if I look on the chart and at a hundred yards, you know, uh, one MOA is about an inch and I need to come up an inch. If I turn it one MOA, that's where I expect it to move. You know, I don't expect to go left and right and, Mm -hmm. You know, some scopes will, you know, you can turn them five clicks and they'll never move. And then on six click, they'll, it'll jump. And I know this not just from the guns, from looking through uh, those kilometers that uh, that the, they test the scopes with. A good friend of mine, Val, that owns Val out of the optics, has one in the shop. And I've been in there and testing it with them. And there are certain scopes that just the mechanism in there, I don't know if it's too much grease, uh, bad springs, cheap parts bad fitting or whatever, but uh, they just won't track reliably. A real good example is the Burris Signature. I've owned mm -hmm. a ton of those when we prairie dog hunted. And uh, I mean, you drop it off the building and it'll never move zero. But once you get it zero, you better leave it to hell alone because it won't track reliably and you'll move it four or five clicks and it won't move. And then three shots later, it'll jump. As we're reading a lot of the old timers, they would sit around and move their scope and they tap on it with a knife. Yeah. That's what they're doing to make it settle in. And with today's CNC machining and stuff, there's no excuse for that shit. You know, yeah. it, if you move it, it should move. If you stop it, it should stop. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes I see that at uh, uh, Maple Seeds, which are the Canadian version of Apple Seed events. And uh, you'll see people on the line making adjustment. It didn't do yeah. nearly the adjustment it should have, or it overshot it because it was bound up on the inside or whatever's going wrong with it. Right. Right. Yeah. What do you think about things like uh zero stop and illumination and like, and, and some of those extra like other uh -uh. features that some scope manufacturers are adding in these days. Uh, for me, zero uh, for me, illumination is the most overrated available on the scope. It just is. It's, it's so overrated. And uh, so many people make that such a priority. But the truth is, we hunt at night. Where I live here, we have pigs. And we hunt at night. We don't even use illumination. We use good optics, and we'll have small LED lights. When the pig walks out, I mean, he's dead on his feet as soon as he steps clear. You don't need the illumination. And uh, zero stop is uh, handy, depending on guys, if they know how to use it. But uh, for me, I'd rather have resettable turrets mm -hmm. yeah, uh, that give me more movement up and down. Because, you know, when you lock the zero stop wherever you locked it, you lost everything below it. You know, and I change scopes around so much doing these reviews. If I have a scope with a zero stop, except to show that it works, the first thing comes off my scope is a zero stop. And every scope that, that I personally own, about two out of three are illuminated. Not a one of them has a battery in it. <laughs> not one. I always, I always <laughs> kill the batteries in mine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just don't. You know, I, I'm not going to use it. And uh, 
you know, if you're trying to do real precision shooting, regardless of how good it is, it's going to halo a little bit around it. So mm -hmm. the dot that was yeah. really crisp, now it just got fuzzy, you know, so I, I just don't use them, you know, and there's guys that are visually challenged that that's important to them. For me, it's not, it, it just, uh, a thicker reticle jumps out at me that that's a lot easier to use than illumination. That's just my opinion. You know, to a lot of guys, it's a big deal. For me, it doesn't mean anything. Like push-pulls, uh, lock turrets, yep. that don't mean a damn thing to me. You know, I, if they got it, great. But I hunt with exposed uh, SWFA turrets all the time, and I've never had one move. You know, hmm. I mean, of course, I mean, I'm sure if I decided to, you know, Bugs Bunny down the side of a damn mountain or something, sure, I'm sure they move. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to take care of myself and I'm trying to break a damn arm or something. So I've never had one move. Yeah, you know, the, uh, like it's it's something a lot of people talk about, like exposed turrets versus covered for hunting and that kind of thing. And yeah, the, the argument's always the same. Yeah, it'll move if you bump into something, but I'm the same. I haven't had anything move on me just yet. I don't really hard yeah. hunt though. I'd, I'm not like bushwhacking a ton or like mountain climbing <laughs> or doing any like extreme yeah. stuff when I hunt. The main reason I won't cover turrets on my hunting scope is to keep the blood from getting all over the assembly. That's it. Because <laughs> when, when we hunt, when we don't use horses or nothing, it's such a far walk in. We'll take the, the deer because here in East Texas, deer don't get very big. Mm -hmm. And we'll grab a deer, throw it up over our shoulders and walk out. Well, the whole time you're walking at heads doing this and it's just flinging blood like a sprinkler, you know, and it just gets all over your gun and everything else, you know. Yeah. Never thought about that. Yeah. It's a real deal. You know? And here, well, like, let's say we got pigs. And for us, if it's a pig and it's bigger than, say, a cocker spaniel, he walks. We don't shoot them. Everybody hmm. wants to shoot, man. I want to kill that great big pig. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Till you decide you want to move it. And it's like the first time you walk up to an elk and you realize how big and heavy that sucker is. Like, screw this. <laughs> we should yeah. move. If you can't put it on a small grill, I'm talking about the little $20 grill from Walmart, don't shoot that damn thing. Let it walk. <laughs> I want somebody to walk up there and grab it. Stick it down in my shirt and tie it in a knot and walk out with, you know. Too much meat anyways. <laughs> I'm jealous of the pigs that you guys get to hunt down there. Supposedly there's yeah. pigs around in, in my province, but I've never seen one. And uh, yeah. they sound like they're a lot of fun to hunt. Yeah, they are. It's just after a while, they're, they're, they're a nuisance. Mm -hmm. You know, you, they tear up a lot of vehicles. You hit them everywhere you go. And they're just, they're, they're more of a nuisance. And, and in Texas, there's two kind of landowners. One's the Scott Hogs and the ones that are getting them. You know, there's mm -hmm. no stopping them. You know, they're, they're, yeah. they're just hitting. There's no stopping them. I didn't think about the roadkill, the roadkill bacon uh, factor. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, there's I a guess. place right now. Right now, the sun is just setting here. There's a place about two miles from where I'm sitting right now. I drive out there right now with the sunset, pull off the side of the road with a 22 and just gun them down. And it's right beside a major highway. There's 40 or 50 pigs out there every, every evening as soon as the sun sets hmm. and they'll sit out hmm. there and root all night long. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in, in terms of your, like, all the scopes you reviewed, any uh, any big letdowns or any, anything in there that uh, that didn't perform as, as advertised? Several of the vortexes. Um, to me, and, and if you guys have ever met anybody from Vortex, you'll never meet a nicer group of guys. I mean, they're, yeah. uh, 
Uh, yeah. Their yeah. personality, their customer license, I mean, they're, they're top notch. But at the same time, they're not the guys making decisions how much money they have to have this scope bill, you know. Mm-hmm. And they did a great job marketing themselves when they first came out and they'll replace anything. And they make their money in the mid-tier scopes. And on average, if it's a $800 Vortex scope, most everybody else is going to, that same scope that comes out of the same factory is going to be about $500. Mm -hmm. You know, Vortex is a huge markup. And it's not just them, it's the dealers. That's the reason the dealers love Vortex. The the margins are so high. And once they sell it to you, and it turns out to be a piece of junk, (laughs) they don't have to mess with it. You just call Vortex, they send you the shipping label, and then they send you another piece of junk. You know, and they have some nice scopes like their razors and stuff. I mean, they're world class, you know, optics, but their scopes that are in that 80% of the market from about $250 up to about $800, mm-hmm. there's not a single vortex. And I've owned every one of them. There's not a single vortex I want. You you literally could not give me, if you gave it to me, I'd give it to a kid. I mean, I don't want it. But there's, you know, every every single scope line has at least one dud in it. Mm-hmm. You know, they just do. Everybody's got that one scope that, you know, doesn't perform right. You know, they've had all kinds of failures and stuff on it. It's just in the last few years, uh, it seems like Vortex has had more than their fair share. And part part of it is they're the biggest optics company. So, you know, you hear a lot more about them. But, yeah. you know, uh, to me, the best, the best slogan like Vortex, we don't care. We'll take it back. Okay. I don't know a single person that's a Vortex fan that doesn't have the Vortex number in their phone. You shouldn't have that damn number. I mean, you really shouldn't. <laughs> that's like being married and knowing the quickest place to go get cleared up from syphilis. You should not know that. <laughs> you don't need to know where the free clinic is and where can I get condoms at 2 o'clock in the morning standing next to Industrial Boulevard, you know. And But Leupold, you know, the best warranty you'll never use. You know, it, it, and it's true. You know, I've had uh, a lot of Leupold. I've had uh, Leupold go bad, too. But mm-hmm. it's really rare. And, you know, uh, but there's other companies like that, too, that there's a lot of problems. Uh, most of the newer companies, when they first start, because yeah. all these scopes, there's only about five or six places actually making scopes in the whole world. Mm-hmm. And they get slotted in in the manufacturing process. When they get started, because they're running smaller runs, they don't have a lot of times that'll be the assembly line that the trainees are on or they're not. They can't afford to pay for the extra quality controls and stuff. So they just throw the shit together, you know, and most of these companies have growing pains to start with. So of the newer companies, there's several I'm really disappointed in. But then again, when Vortex first started, when Athlon first started, um, when several of these scope companies first started, there were problems and now they've moved it up. And, you know, like I say, some of the Vortexes are really nice, but the mid-tier stuff, the Strike Eagle, uh, Diamondback Tactical, uh, I can't remember. There's several others that, and, and I'll pay for these things. I get them free and they still don't work. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you've got the, if you've got a YouTube channel that has more videos on optics than any other channel on YouTube, which mine does. It's not a great channel. It's not a huge channel, 
but I got scope videos out the ass. And you're going to send this guy a scope. You would think you would take a look at it. And that scares, what, scares, yeah. what, what scares the hell out of me is sometimes I think this is what you cherry picked. This piece of shit. You know, this, this, was the, this was the good apple in the bunch, you know, because it's like, what the oh, fuck shit. happened to these other ones? You know what the hell is that? You pick them up and the lenses just fall out of them. I mean, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. You know? Is that so, bad if the lens falls out? Yeah, that's bad. And, uh, well, I had a... Uh, uh, I had three of the strike eagles and um, the, a buddy of mine bought two. We t- got out to the range. And I've got a real nice scope fixture that a friend of mine made me. And I mean, it's like 40 pounds and it's heavy duty and everything else. And it's perfect for what I'm doing. The first one I got out there, one of the turrets was frozen. And when I say frozen, I mean, put a piece of pliers on it and you still couldn't move it. I don't know what happened. It could have got damaged in shipping, but it didn't look like it. Get the next one in, the parallax won't go down below about 200 yards. So that's a problem. Yeah. Third guy gets his, and when we took it out of the box, you know, they got the fast focus eyepiece. You could take the eyepiece and just wobble around like that. That's not good. (laughs) You know, you could look inside of it and see moisture droplets. And I just took it out of the plastic, literally just opened it, and it's already full of moisture. You know, that's the kind of stuff that. Uh, wow. I just, you know, I, I don't care for it. And a lot of guys, I've got a real good friend, you know, it's, he just got through sending a golden Eagle back $1,600 and it went right back. You know, he had it, he's had, that's the second time he's had to send that $1,600 scope back. And I know this guy he keeps the stuff in the case. He's super protective of his scopes, but he's on his third one now. Mm. And we'll see if this was a good one. You know, I tried to convince him to box it. You know, when they get it in this news, sell this damn thing on Craigslist, you know, make it wear a fake mustache or something so nobody can ever hunt your ass down. You know, <laughs> you know I mean, get a hundred bucks or something, haul ass, you know, and I'll give you a scope, you know, quit doing this to yourself, you know. But uh, but like I said, there's other companies like that. I, I'm, I'm more reluctant to talk about the smaller companies because – no matter what I say about Vortex, uh, here in the United States, if I say Donald Trump is a total asshole, what a retard. <laughs> it didn't affect Trump in any way. The no person's gonna be swayed by that. Mm-hmm. And the Vortex, the Vortex, you know, <laughs> the sworn Vortex Nazis, you're not talking them out of it. You know, that, that you can't hurt them where if it's a, a smaller company with only three or four employees and two or three people make bad videos about them when they're first starting out, I mean you could wreck it. Yeah. You know, so like yeah. I say, I'm real reluctant to talk about them until they've been around for a little while. And if it doesn't do any better, then yeah, I'm through. Uh, one is Discovery Optics. They were, uh, uh, I had several videos about them, uh, Sun Optics. I had several scope videos about them and they were making some nice scopes and then they just gutted all the quality out of the inside. So I just took all my videos down. And when people ask me, hey, man, will you do a video about them? Absolutely not. I won't touch it. I don't mm. want anything to do with it. You know, and uh, because I'm going to be honest, you know, and I uh, had a scope maker reach out to me about a month ago, want to send me a scope. And I told him, man, I'll I'll do the video, but you're not going to like it. You know, I'm already tell you, man, you're not going to like it. I do not like that scope. It's a piece of crap, you know, but if you want me to put that on YouTube, I'll be happy to. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't see, you know, they say 
you know, there's no bad publicity. Eh, bullshit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if your Ford Pinto's catching on fire, people are talking about it. Eventually, they're not going to buy that shit. There's still Ford Pintos. You know, so. Huh? I think there's a couple rolling around. Yeah, <laughs> there's still four Pintos. <laughs> yeah, I actually used to own a Chevy Vega a hundred years ago. Oh my gosh! Ah, okay, <laughs> getting old. Yeah, well, so and, and I mean, like, it's it's fun doing a negative review every once in a while too. Especially the product deserves it. It's uh, it's great for views. Have you have you see, found anything where it's been like a a real hidden gem, like a, a scope that uh, that actually outperformed or uh, or exceeded your expectations? Um, I'm an affiliate for Arkin, so I'm mm -hmm. not going to mention that company because I actually do have a dog in the fight with them. I like the precision. Um, mm -hmm. The Blackhound scopes are really good. Um, of some of the newer scope lines, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen GPO, the German Precision Optics. No, but Germans make um, good things. I know that. Oh man, the guy that the guy that runs it was the uh, president of Zeiss USA. Okay, and he started he started GPO. And uh, I got a couple of those in. Those those are really nice. Uh, the tracked optics are incredible. Uh, right on. They got incredible optics. Uh, SWFA, a lot of the ones that, to me, are the best value are the scopes that are sold direct to the consumers because it cuts out the distributors. It cuts out the retailers. All that markup, they can put it in the scope. Mm -hmm. You know, you can get... Um, uh, the best $300 scope on the market is the SWFASS, and nothing could touch it. I mean, precision-wise, there's absolutely nothing could touch it. It was built for the Navy SEALs. and um, But it's a military contract scope from 30 years ago, so by law, they can't change it. That They're not allowed to change it and uh, because it still has a government uh, serial number on it. And that's that's an incredible scope. But glass-wise, it's not that good. Um, the old Nikon scopes for what you paid and the quality of glass, they were way above. You know, they were shooting way out. You know, they were hitting way above their weight class. Mm -hmm. And uh, the GPO stuff is like that. Uh, the Valdiva optics, now they're expensive. But you look at one of their $1,500 scopes and look at everybody else's $1,500 scopes, and it's obvious which one's got the better glass in it. But then again, you know, they sell directly to the consumer. So it cuts out all the middlemen. Yeah. I've heard a lot about the, the super snipers, the SWFAs. Uh, we don't get a lot of them out, up here. Every once in a while, someone does a, like a, a round of imports cause they don't, they don't mail them directly to Canada. No. But uh, I, I have heard good things about those in terms of like price to performance, just like a basic, like uh sniper scope. Right. 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 Well, see in the U S <laughs> it's probably it's probably insane. I could probably mail you a rocket launcher if I, <laughs> if I decided to, you know, and uh, or you know, most anything else, live grenades, no problem. I want to ship you gasoline through an airplane, no biggie. But on a rifle scope, if it has any reference points in the reticle of any kind, it's considered a military weapon. It's considered huh. military, you can, and it's illegal to ship it. That's the reason I do a lot of scope giveaways on my channel, but. Uh, anything that's going overseas has to have a straight crosshair in it. It can't have anything else. And there's very few scopes like that anymore. You know, almost everything yeah. has at the very minimum a duplex. Well, that's considered a reference point. It's illegal to ship it. Hmm. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But huh. 
Yeah, those, yeah it, it's weird because, and I have a lot of guys that watch my channel that are in Europe and South Africa and Australia. Hey, man, let me in on the giveaway. And it's like, dude, I'd love to, you know, but how about you, you know, how about just start sending you a couple of M16 Sears through the mail? You know, never going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Um, we've been talking mostly scopes, but uh, you, you've you've done a bunch of air rifle stuff too. Um, Christmas is coming up. What inexpensive air yeah. rifle would you recommend for parents heading into Christmas shopping? This might be a, a, a selfish question. I've got a couple of boys that are around that age. So uh, which one would you recommend? Um, honestly, go to Walmart or somewhere and buy the least expensive air rifle they have. The most expensive highest power one is going to shoot like shit. Get the least expensive bright barrel air rifle they got. That'll be the shooter. Honest to God, I, I can go to Walmart right now and buy a $90 rifle. You can go buy a $400 rifle. I'll tear you a new asshole with that thing. You know, because <laughs> they're, so, they're so overpowered. They are. I mean, they are so incredibly overpowered. I mean, you can imagine if, if you took a 270 and the round didn't leave the barrel until after the recoil. You know, you could hit anything it would be impossible and that's the way the the heavy kicking air guns are the the pellet doesn't get out of the gun until the recoil is already going so the less recoil mm. the more accurate it's just physics yeah and uh mm. and if you can afford a good one if you got three hundred dollars the Viroc, uh there's about four that they make that's around three hundred dollars us i have no idea what they're selling for in canada but uh, lots, those are those are pacers. heirloom rifles. You can buy one of those, and fifty years later, it's still shooting. Awesome! I like the part where you said buy the cheapest one. I'm going to stick <laughs> yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's true, man. I go. I shoot a lot of air rifle competitions, and the the air rifle I shoot, you know, it looks like a man pissing the pee. It just does like that, but it goes right through the same hole over and over. But I tell the guys when we get together, one of these days we're going to shoot this, and the wind's not going to be blowing. I'm going to show you something. You know? I'm going to make you call me daddy then. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? We're going to walk around. I'm going to turn my pocket inside out. You're going to have to carry it like we in the prison yard. I'll make you my bitch. You know? <laughs> and the guys with the heavy power stuff, it won't do it. You know, all right. Uh, you know, one thing I wanted to do with uh, since you've got an Instagram is uh, as a little, I'm, I'm straight up stealing this from uh, uh, Hot Ones, yeah, from Hot Ones. Uh, they'll go in and, sh and, and ask someone to explain a picture from their Instagram, and uh, I wanted to do uh, the same thing. Uh, what's up with Midget Batman? <laughs> I saw that. What? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a huge. We'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, I think that was a terrible time to lose him. That was done on purpose, I think. You do know that, right? Hey, hey, I'm back now. I was <laughs> in the room just to steal my puppy. I haven't seen her in about four days. She walks in the door. What's up, dumbass? Give me my baby. Give me my baby. Oh, my baby, I missed you. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm busy right now, my ass. You know, there's no doubt where the love goes in this family. You know. Uh, 
Yeah, awesome. Um, any other? I still want to know what's up with the midget Batman. Midget Batman. Yeah. I just, I've got a midget. This is where my midget fetish is. When me and the guys travel, the guys that I travel with, I've got rent a midget saved on my phone. It's a real deal. If you have never rented midget, you've got to. It's great. But you can rent midget strippers. You can do the Velcro midgets. Uh, you can get a couple of them to wrestle. You can get midgets to come around and bring everybody beer and stuff. It's money well spent. <laughs> it just okay. is. Yeah, it you know, like it. They're, they're like people, only they're little. You know, and there's oh my good lord, you know, it's not a party till somebody shows up with a midget. You know, Joe knows how to party. That's kind of that's my goal on YouTube. You know, I want to be, I want to be like Logan Paul and you know Matt from Devolution Ranch, where I can afford my own midget. That's that's where I'm. That's that would be my goal. It's the American dream, right? Okay. Yeah, where I can buy a midget because now if I buy a midget, I'm gonna have to go. You know. Go get one from a freaking breeder or something. You don't know where that is. You know, so I'm, I'm hoping to get a registered midget. You know, one that's got some papers on him. You know, so I don't know that it's going to happen, but that's my goal. <laughs> that's that better a, than I could a, have ever expected. That was wild. Yeah, that was a wild two minutes there. Maybe I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mo, Kelly, Kyle, any any other last questions? No, so if I ask any, a question, I am going to be in trouble. So at yeah. any given time, how many scopes would you have in your possession? Are we talking dozens, hundreds? Uh, right now, I've got probably the ones that are not on guns, um, 25. Something like okay. that. That would be my guess. Right. I'm uh, in a, one of our closets. You know where they have like the little shelves to put books or shoes and shit on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top shelf is solid scopes, and everything down is just scope stuck everywhere. But scope right now I'm about everywhere. right now I'm about two months behind on my scope reviews. And uh, but they're, wow. they're real time consuming, man. Uh, when I go out and set up my fixture and then get the cameras and everything up. From the time I pull up to the range till I actually hit record, it's actually about an hour and a half or two hours. It takes a long mm-hmm. time to get it all set up because it's hard to get good footage through a scope. That's the mm-hmm. reason so few people do it. It's not that they can't do it. It's such a hassle. So what I'll do, I'll catch a day that's going to be pretty all day long. I'll get out there early and I'll be there all day long. And mm-hmm. I'll film through the actual through the scope. I'll film five or six at a time. And uh, that way I don't have to, because it takes that long to put everything up, too. Because, I mean, I've got, you know, uh, two or three tripods, you know, uh, lenses, out the ass, cameras, and everything else. And it's uh, it's a real hassle to set everything up. It's worth it. And I, I like the fact that the guys that are like me, they work for, they work for a living, you know, uh, whether it's $150 or three thousand dollars a lot of people you know they can't afford to make a mistake and there aren't places anymore when i was a kid you could go to sporting goods store you could see everything they had everything that was on the market it's not Mm -hmm. like that now everything's done online so the closest you can get to it is to watch videos and on all mine i use the same camera same settings 
Um, I don't do anything in post to sharpen it or uh, change the colors or anything. That's the way it looked directly out of the camera. That way, hopefully guys can look at it as a reference, kind of, you know, and, and a lot of times in the same price range, like one will have slightly warmer colors. This one will look a little cooler. Or if mm -hmm. it's day, it's cloudy. I'll try to let guys know, you know, it's real cloudy today while I'm filming. <laughs> so if it looks darker, that's all it is. But uh, you know, I take a lot of pride in that, man. Guys can look at it, know that I don't have, I've never taken a dime for any of my videos. So I don't have a dog in the fight. If one of the scope companies don't want to deal with me because they didn't like the video, I don't give a shit. You know, there's, there's four trillion scope companies. You know, the five of us pitch in about $5,000 each, start our own damn scope company, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, I, I do take a lot of pride in that. When people do meet me in person, uh, you know, they'll come up, hey, man, I, you know, took your advice, bought this, and I'm glad I did. Or thanks for not, you know, letting me buy this piece of shit, you know? And uh, so... You know, it's, it's, uh, it's like I say, it's real time because there's reason a lot of guys they'll hold it up. Like I got this cup. Here's the new Leupold three to nine. Look here. Click, 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 click. Okay. Thanks for stopping by. You know, wow. That helped a bunch or they'll hold their phone up and you know, everything's all fuzzy and yeah. you, know, you can't really yeah. see anything. So like I say, it's real time consuming. That's the reason most people don't do it. But I don't have a lot going on, so you know, as you can tell by my raving midget fetish and the fact that I know where to go get penicillin at the drop of a hat, you know. So I just do scope videos. Well, uh, speaking, by speaking way, on everyone, whether y'all know it or not, I have a feeling. I have a feeling she does, but I don't know if you guys know. You, you, you know, you can only take so much penicillin through your lifetime. Then, then you know. You'll build up a uh, like you'll get allergic to it. So right now, <laughs> you know, every time we every time we hire a midget, I think I don't let it be this time. You know? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Scrabs was mentioning uh, your twenty-two videos were super handy for picking out a rifle for CRPS or RPS. That's our uh, NRL twenty-two up here in Canada. When I was just getting into uh -huh. it six months ago, paid off first place in two matches in a row recently. Nice. Yeah. So you've got, oh, uh, cool. you've got more, uh, more viewers that are our viewers and, uh, uh, it sounds like they appreciate your hard work uh, as much as the rest of us here do as well. Uh, it's, it's like I say, it's a lot of fun. I, uh, because of the crap that I say, cause this is me on my video. This is me all the time. I'm too lazy mm -hmm. to have a persona, you know, there's, um, you know, the, the gun company's not exactly blowing my phone up. Let me send you something, you know. <laughs> so that all this stuff, I'm, uh, I, the scopes I don't have to pay for anymore, but the guns, that's all out of pocket, you know. And uh, that's the reason I could be a little hard on my gun videos because I bought this, you didn't, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, so when, you know, when it's something that's, uh, there's a real problem with, like the Begar B-14 had feeding and, issues uh i used to have a voodoo and i mean <laughs> if i didn't have so much money with it, it would it would be wrapped around a tree somewhere around here and uh <laughs> it was just such a pain in the butt you know and i mean they're you know i think i paid uh like two thousand dollars for it used mm -hmm. and you know you, you couldn't you couldn't shoot it three times in a row and it didn't jam 
Um, you know, I send yeah. it in and it, get it back. A week later, it starts jamming. And it's like, this is bullshit. You know, when you go to Walmart by $149.22 and it never misses a beat, and you can't make this $3,000.22 act right? Nah. Yeah. Nah. So I, I don't have any love for voodoo. Yeah, some of those um, fancy 22s don't feed the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, all of, the, all of them just takes that, a, what is that, uh, AICS or whatever yep. it is, magazine. Yep. And uh, all of them are a problem. The only one that I haven't had any issues with is my Rim X. And then again, it's $3,300 before the paint job. You know, so for close to $4,000, it should load. <laughs> you know, yeah. it should, yeah, and, and it does. You know, it, and uh, it's terrifying. I filmed, uh, I edited a video today, it'll come out in about two weeks. It's the best, it's the best group I've ever shot on camera. And when I was doing it, I was out there taking a scope, turning the turrets like crazy, moving it back to zero. And it shot, I shot six shots at 50 yards, and it shot 0.14 Ooh. out of it. So it's you know, I mean, you you take a two twenty three shell turned upside down, it would cover it. But it's you know, but like I say, for that kind of money, it should occasionally do that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I got a question. Uh, the production prep aside, uh, I actually have a question inside the question. But uh, what's the, your checklist or your process for testing a scope, and does it involve a hammer? No, but it, it does involve me slapping it and calling it a bitch sometimes. And, uh, actually, I do that in a lot of my videos. But, uh, uh, but no, uh, for me, uh, one of the big issues with, with uh, low-end low scopes, and if you guys have owned any budget scopes, this is fixing to sound familiar to you, Okay. You take the scope, you know it's level. You know the gun's level at 100 yards, it's dead on. You move it to 200 yards, there's no wind or 300 yards or whatever it is. Not only are you hitting low, now you're hitting left and right. You move it back to 100, dial it back, dial the focus back to 100, you're dead on. And everybody's mean your scope's crooked or your mounts are crooked. No, it's not. It's all level, but it keeps moving left and right to the same place. And that happens a lot. And hmm. it's real common in side-focused scopes. You, uh, you, you can look at some of my videos or some of the guys want to see some of the videos. And as you turn it, because it's in a fixture and the camera is optically perfectly centered in the scope. I, I hmm. perfectly center everything. And you can adjust that and watch the shift. And sometimes at 100 yards, it'll move the distance of my head, which is almost 32 inches. You know, the, maybe not that far, but it'll shift three or four inches at a hundred yards. Well, you move that to a thousand yards. You're talking about feet. Huh, that it's yeah. moving, hmm. You know? And uh, so for me, the, the mechanics of it, and I, wor- I, I worked in manufacturing, working quality control for about 15 years and that kind of stuff, tight tolerances, you know, repeatabilities. It's real important. It was important to me before. And now after testing so many cheap scopes, it's really important. You know, uh, something that, will return to zero something that doesn't have you know it's kind of like a a pretty bitch with bad breath or you know a, a buddy that's broke all the time i'm just going you to know? sign up for now and i'll come back in a little bit 
No, I wouldn't talk about you. Oh, thank you. With this electronic, if I can smell your breath from here, wow. But no. No. It's the whiskey. No, but no, but no, I am actually sober. But no, it's that that but. Any any scope that's yeah I like it but if it's got that butt in it I'm not interested I'm just hmm. not I need a I need a a good reliable woman a good reliable car and a good reliable gun and the gun's only as good as the scope and if the scope's not reliable it's useless for me I got all you know, three it's of not those good and low light <laughs> huh I have all three of those or I am all three. Okay. <laughs> 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 You need a good scope, though. I can 100% agree. Absolutely. You do need a good so- scope, and you need to spend the money on yeah, it, too. Yeah. So, yeah, don't chimp out. Yeah, no. and, and uh, you know, when I was younger, the little flashy stuff, illumination and all the little cool, real important. Now, reliability, more than anything. Yeah, tracking and yeah, getting the durability out of it. Cool. Kyle, Mo, Kelly, any other questions? And uh, I do have one question. What's your favorite Canadian brand? Do you have one? Do what now? Canadian brand. Scopes. My favorite brand? Yeah. Uh, my favorite brand right now, uh, the track stuff is... is. Oh, oh lost him. <laughs> I think you did that on purpose. <laughs> Joe? <laughs> Hello, Joe, Joe, Joe. <laughs> he had a hard time hearing me because I did say Canadian uh, brand, but yeah, yeah said, I would like to hear what his favorite brand is. So, oh, there he's oh. back. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, no problem. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go here in a minute. Where I live in, in yeah. this part of Texas, you know, and <laughs> nobody frowns on you if you marry your first cousin, but we don't have <laughs> high speed internet. <laughs> that makes Life total sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, life's a trade-off, you know. Uh, some of my favorite brands right now are the Tract uh, that are good quality hunting scopes. The Tract right on. Uh, I'm still a big fan of Leupold. Okay. Um, uh, uh, Bushnell hits yeah. way above. You know, Bushnell gets a a bad rap, but they hit way above the, their weight class. They they make hmm. some really really nice stuff, hmm. and uh, that. Uh, you know that they, they they got they got some nice stuff. Um, trying to think something that's a little more common. Um, the Weaver stuff, I hate. They quit making optics, and uh, they got out of it altogether. Uh, Nikon the same way. I always I was a huge fan of Nikon. I thought they always did good stuff, and that's mm-hmm. I think that's the reason I'm such a fan of Track. The the two guys that started Track, John uh, John Allen, John McCourt. They both were engineers at Nikon. And when Nikon okay. decided to get out of sporting optics, they started track. Okay. So, hmm. yeah, they already knew everybody and knew how to get, you know, get get the, get the meat potatoes on the plate instead of just lettuce. You know, they, get, they could get the good shit on there. Awesome. Uh, right. well, uh, before we uh, let you go, let, let our, our viewers and listeners know where they can find out more about you. Uh, where they can find me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, normally at a sport, 
And, uh, but, uh, on YouTube, I, uh, my channel is Cyclops videos and, uh, it's Cyclops videos. And then my name, Joe Ray. And, uh, but it's just guns and scopes and foolishness. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure to, uh, link your show in the show notes so people can uh, find it. Thanks for coming on, Joe. It's uh, it's been a, a wild ride and I <laughs> we'll hope to see you again soon. <laughs> I wish you could hear yourself on my end through the dial-up thing that we got going here. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, you, you sound like... <laughs> <laughs> right on cue. <laughs> yeah, right on cue. That's the yeah. dial-up dial internet. Yeah. That's all right, Joel. We're, I, was just, I was just wrapping up anyway as I was saying thanks for coming on and uh, uh, hope to have you on again uh, sometime soon. Hopefully I don't know true. if you can hear me or not. I can't, can't hear you. Yep. Yeah, oh. we can hear you. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, guys, I just wanted to thank y'all for letting me come on right now. If I had a can with a string, I think we'd be better. And uh, <laughs> the connection here just sucks. It just absolutely sucks. But the next time, if y'all want to do it again, I'll try to go into town. And uh, God, how country do I sound? I'll go into town where they actually have good Wi-Fi, and maybe we can do it yeah. and have a you know conversation without getting cut off every five minutes. Awesome. Well, it's been great, <laughs> anyway, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, hope to have you on again sometime soon. Okay, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Nice to meet y'all too. Nice you to meet too. you too. Thanks. Thank Thanks, you. Same here. Thanks again to Joe Ray for coming on to talk to us about scopes and other interesting stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that was definitely entertaining <laughs> yeah i didn't know it was going down that down that road <laughs> yeah. we do always uh, say that will... the best event or the best interviews are the ones that are organic i think that was probably the most organic one we've ever had <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it was awesome. I, I was watching think. his videos and I figured, okay, this is going to be a, a, a good, good one. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people actually had a very good time watching him. Yeah. By the way, Scrod said that they've uh, raised a thousand dollars so far. So awesome. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. It's amazing. We'll get into listener feedback. I can take this one. Uh, hey, Fire team, wondering any of you may have any SKS spike bayonets kicking around your part spins. Thanks, Jason. Anybody? No. They went with the SKSs. Well, and okay, so these days you wouldn't take a bayonet off. Um, so you'd have to find someone who had an SKS like 10 years ago and put it in like, uh, like that fiber force, uh, dragon off stock or some other stock that you need to pull the bayonet off for. Right. And people aren't doing that anymore. Cause they're like 500 bucks. Why would you take like a $500 rifle and mess with it like that? So, uh, you have to find someone who had an SKS a long time ago, maybe even sold it. Hmm. Where would you find something like that? Uh, Numrich would have that. Not for free though. And that gun show. Yeah. Go to a gun show. Gun show is yeah. perfect for that kind of garbage. Someone's gonna have like their table set out with all sorts of random garbage. Spite out. It's not garbage. It is memorabilia. One man's garbage is another garbage. man's gold. Remember that. Right. Some of the booths at the gun shows are garbage. 
And you can See, buy somebody's garbage, garbage like a spike is another bayonet. man's gold. <laughs> you'll spend like that 20 bucks and you'll get a spike bayonet. And someone will be like, thank God I got rid of that piece of crap. <laughs> and you'll have a complete rifle. Somebody wants it. I think, I think this may be the though. most expensive episode ever. I can, I can go more. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> For garbage to midgets to... And it's not midgets, it's little people. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Kelly. We weren't even going to go there. <laughs> uh, I think I need to go down to Texas and make him my friend. <laughs> It'd be awesome. Uh, we, we have on our website, we have a Cabela's link. So anything you, if you use the link, um, go buy stuff. Use the link. Yeah, gonna buy go stuff. Buy stuff use the link. Yeah. Okay. No, I was that thought I was going to say some stuff, but then it went away. Poof. Well, go buy stuff. Use the link. Then we'll review it every month or so, and then mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we'll make buy more. It'll stuff. be fun. We'd like to see what everybody is buying. Let us know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, we have some comments from the YouTube videos from Jeremy K on the Gersan testing and review. I uh, need to be a one one eighth and more. From Terry C on the also on the Gersan testing review. I was clay shooting this weekend's number uh, number eight's challengers. It would do the same as what was happening to you. Why I watched this video? Why not release release? We shot from the mags magazine trying to find out what, what was the problem. Thank you. I'll probably leave this gun for geese and ducks. Well, if you're okay. shooting geese yeah. or ducks, you're going to be running like a heavy load and it's going to yeah. run yep. just fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. And like I said, it after use, it has been seeming to perform better. And that video will be out in the beginning of November. How many rounds? Or should be. How many rounds did you put through that? I didn't put many but colin the owner of the shotgun's been he ran another almost case of buckshot through it just hammered the break in on it like you should which i i didn't do i ran like maybe a box or something through okay and yeah you're supposed to run quite a few buckshot through an inertia gun to to break them in and he you see it's performing better now like we shot the team match and it didn't have a single issue so okay Hmm. yeah you're gonna have to run it yeah. Yeah. But so. yeah, that's going to be all in the video. Now, so. so, Terry, go run some more. <laughs> Destroy your shoulder. Yeah. yeah. It'll be fine. Okay. Um, if you'd like to email the show, we'd love to get your letters. You can do so at slamfireradio at gmail.com. Give us uh, comments, future uh, topics. Uh, your opinions on little people and <laughs> uh, what about the your best little people uh, experience? <laughs> True. Yes. Man, we're getting canceled for sure. No, we're politically correct. They're little people. If you'd like to support the show, please do so at uh, patreon.com forward slash slamfire radio. And we have some uh, uh, extra videos available for um, Patreon subscribers.
And we should uh, be getting some packing lists done soon. Yes. Packing yeah. lists. Yeah. We should do that. We should so do that. So is that, that your is that that you, spreadsheet? Adriel, are you telling yeah. us to get on it? Yes. Okay. I put mine in for all of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. Fine. It should help you. You should be able to like if I bet you if you haven't if you don't have a checklist and you build a checklist, it'll help you the next time you go hunting. Yep. Yeah. True story. Yeah. So checklist. in other words, we'll get on it. Need checklist. Okay. Does anyone have a shout out this evening? Mm, yeah, I want. Yeah. I want to shout out Joe for coming on, being so entertaining. <laughs> definitely, and, yeah. he was definitely entertaining. Watching his channel, he he does great reviews, and his his channels you not bored watching it, and he, but he puts out good information, and he is very thorough with his testing. Mm-hmm. I would like to give a shout out. Yeah, I have a shout out. I'd like to give a shout out to Patrick. He's one of our regular listeners, but he's also one of our newest uh, full instructors for Project Maple Seed. He graduated on the weekend. So just give a huge shout out to him. It was awesome. Congratulations. Congrats. Yeah. He's been helping out at almost every single event this year, and he's just been, it was, um, it was really great to see him develop and the growth that he's made over the year. Um, and it was also fantastic because he's uh, francophone and or he's bilingual actually. So he, we had a couple of uh, uh, francophone uh, shooters on the line. So he was able to communicate with them in French, which I can do a little bit, but they don't really want me to speak to them in French. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, but I was very thankful to have a couple of people who could speak French on the line this weekend. Nothing for me either. Uh, so check us out on Gunners of Canada. Like us on Facebook. Give us a review on Facebook. Join the CCFR. Uh, love San Diego. And see you <laughs> next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.